Good morning. Today we will examine the COVID situation in the United Kingdom as the country plans to reopen its economy next week. We will then look into developments for talks between Iran and the United States of America and finally discuss Australia and New Zealand's one of a kind travel bubble. Today is Friday the 9th of April. I am Arunava and you're listening to the Leaders Brief by Egomok. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson announced this week that the country plans to reopen its economy next week, starting with the reopening of all shops, gyms, hairdressers and outdoor hospitality areas in England. International travel, however, would continue to be restricted and invite hefty fines. The announcement came as the United Kingdom reported 2762 new cases last Monday. While Europe is under attack from a fresh COVID wave prompting several countries including France to declare or extend new lockdown measures, a swift vaccination drive by the United Kingdom has created room for the country to plan a roadmap for businesses to reopen. 31.58 million people had received a first dose of vaccines with over 5.4 million receiving a second dose till last Sunday. However, according to some British media reports, the country's health regulator is considering a proposal to restrict the use of the Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine in younger people over concerns about blood clots. The decision to reopen its economy comes as a welcome move for traders in the country. According to a report by the Centre for Economics and Business Research, COVID-19 lockdowns have cost the UK economy 251 billion pounds or approximately 347 billion dollars. To help companies access finance after a strict lockdown, the United Kingdom plans to launch a government-backed loan scheme offering maximum loans of 10 million pounds or approximately 14 million dollars. The UK's finance minister Rishi Sunak said that the loans to be administered by the British Business Bank would replace existing COVID-19 programs and be on top of a grant scheme that was launched earlier. The government would provide an 80% guarantee on the loans to run until the end of this year at a maximum interest rate of 14.99%. Moving on to some political developments from West Asia, Iran and Western powers engaged in constructive talks last Tuesday, and Tehran and Washington may hold talks to re-engage Iran into the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action or JCPOA in coming months. The joint committee made up of JCPOA signatories Iran, Britain, China, France, Germany, and Russia called discussions at the meeting a welcome and potentially useful step. The United States of America, which withdrew from the Iran nuclear deal in 2018 under then President Donald Trump, was however not present in the meeting. The development comes days after Iran and China announced a 25-year partnership on several fronts. Iran, with the fourth largest oil reserves in the world, saw an over 89% dip in oil exports in 2020 compared to 2018 due to the American sanctions. In retaliation, Iran increased nuclear activity, including the enrichment of uranium to limits much higher than had been agreed upon under the nuclear deal. Under the 2015 deal, Britain, China, France, Germany, Russia, and the United States removed U.S. and other economic sanctions on Tehran in return for curbs on Iran's nuclear program, with an aim to limit Tehran's ability to manufacture a nuclear weapon. After agreeing on the 25-year deal with China, Iran's President Hassan Rouhani had said that cooperation with China was very important for the implementation of the JCPOA. China, which had seen its relationship with the U.S. hit rock bottom under President Trump, had voiced strong support for Tehran, notifying the U.N. Security Council that it did not recognize the U.S. move. Russia and the three European nations had supported China in trying to uphold the failing agreement. U.S. President Joe Biden too had prioritized the Iran nuclear deal in his campaign promises and has been trying to pressure Iran to resume talks since assuming office in January. Iran, however, has refused to take the first step and continues to maintain that it will hold discussions only after the USA decides to remove sanctions. After Tuesday's meeting, though, the EU's chief coordinator Enrique Mora wrote on Twitter, "Quote: 
constructive joint commission meeting. There's unity and ambition for a joint diplomatic process with two expert groups on nuclear implementation and sanctions lifting. End quote. The group will be meeting for a second round of indirect talks today. Moving on to some positive development in regard to the COVID pandemic, Australia and New Zealand will create a quarantine and COVID testing-free travel bubble from April 19th, according to an announcement by New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern. Ms Ardern said this week that New Zealand will allow Australians open access under the Trans-Tasman travel bubble without having to undergo mandatory COVID testing and prolonged quarantines. Notably, Australia and New Zealand have, among major world economies, been able to effectively contain the coronavirus through a disciplined and timely preventive measures. Jacinda Ardern was elected to a second term as Prime Minister with an overwhelming majority last year due to her effective response to the coronavirus, with New Zealand recording a little over 2,000 confirmed cases and a total of 26 deaths since the beginning of the pandemic. Meanwhile, Australia has recorded about 29,000 cases and a little over 900 deaths. The development will significantly aid air carriers functioning in the two countries. 40% of all arrivals to New Zealand in 2019 were made up of Australians, contributing almost $2 billion to the country's economy. However, the travel bubble would function with concerns kept in mind and may suspend flights from Australian states in case of reported COVID outbreaks. Ms Arden said that the bubble would operate under a flyer beware system with no new support from the New Zealand government for people stuck in Australia by cancellations at short notice. The travel bubble will not apply to people transiting via Australia from other countries. That is all for today. Thank you for listening. We'll be back on Monday with more happenings from around the world. Tune into Egomong to stay updated on the latest happenings and their impact on global trade, technology, and innovation. Egomong helps you make sense of change. We are a global intelligence platform delivering asymmetric outcomes by bringing organizations closer to the communities they want to serve and the leaders they wish to influence. Visit our website insights.egomong.com, that is I-N-S-I-G-H-T-S dot E-G-O-M-O-N-K dot C-O-M to subscribe and make better and faster decisions today. If you wish to collaborate with us, then please email us at contact at the rate egomong.com.